There are several exits on this aircraft in the event of an emergency. At this time, please fasten your seatbelts as we are preparing for takeoff. And welcome aboard. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of It's Just a Top Podcast. I'm your host, Mauricio, and this is episode 38. Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to another crazy episode of It's Just a Talk, your political, millennial, queer, Latinx, and shady podcast. It's Just a Talk. It's where we talk a little truth, talk a little tea, but you know, I always like to leave time to talk some shit. Episode 38 is being brought to you by Taylor Hell of Big Brother this season. Of Big Brother. I think it's Big Brother 24. If you don't watch Big Brother, it's something that I have been watching for eons, literally, for years. Since I was a kid, I've been watching Big Brother. Y siempre digo, okay, one day I'm going to be on Big Brother. One day I'm going to be on Big Brother. And it wasn't until, I want to say maybe like two, three seasons ago, that I got back into it. I fell off sometime in college. It was too much keeping up with, and I needed to get my life together. In the last couple of years, I got into it again, and I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm old enough now where I can audition, and maybe I'll make it. And if you don't know what Big Brother is, Big Brother is technically, basically, they put a bunch of people living in one house. They do really cool competitions to win power, to veto someone's power. People get sent home or quote-unquote evicted, and the very last person standing wins. It used to be a quarter of a million dollars, so $500,000. Now it's $750,000. And baby girl. The things I could do with $750,000. Te digo, ooh, si yo quisiera. Oh my God, that would definitely even shit out, wouldn't it? But last season, they had a, an alliance called the Cookout. It was an all-black alliance, and their goal was to ensure that a black person won Big Brother. Porque en 23 años, nunca había ganado una persona afroamericana Big Brother. So they did it. They won. And this year, it's like... The opposite of that. Like, it's a little problematic, but my girl Taylor Hale is one of the only two, one of the, not two, there was a couple black contestants, but Miss Taylor Hale, she is, girl, she is killing A. And everybody been saying that is the people that come for her end up going home. So it's like she has power survival. So this is why we're going to use Taylor Hale's powers. And that's why episode 38 is being brought to you by her. All right, y'all. Let's get this party started. And I will see you in the next segment of the podcast. I'll see you there, y'all. All right, welcome back to the next segment of the podcast, the segment I recently renamed and like to call, and just like that, where I talk about things that are happening around me and mi vida, just filling y'all in uh, lo que está pasando. Most recently, lo que está pasando is this mess that is happening at my old work job. And you know what? When I work somewhere, if things are not going the way that I think they should be going, I don't like really talking about it. Porque no me gusta ponerme, you know, put my foot in my mouth. 
Pero I don't work here anymore. And in the last couple weeks, months, there's been so much shit happening at my old job. If you don't know, I used to work in an organization called Black Girls Code. Um, great organization, does great things, horrible management, horrible leadership. In, in saying that, the CEO, who was also the founder, got removed as the, C, as the CEO last December. And the reason why was because she, look, I don't want her to come for me because she got a lot of power, pero esa señora is horrible, okay? Like, she would demean people, she would uh, cuss people out, like, los hacía hacer como que eran chiquitos, like, belittle people, there you go, that's what I was trying to say, um, and... That's why there was such a high turnover in the organization. People kept leaving left and right. I stayed for almost three years. And people that knew they had worked there kept saying, yo, you stayed for too long. It's time to go. It's time for you to, like, move on. Anyways, me fui hace un año. And then I got in the job that I have now. Which, by the way, the job I have now, I do love. Um, and when I left, one of the things that started happening was the board started reaching out to people that had left. And started asking, you know, why you why you left? Like, what is your opinion on this woman? Blah blah. And I like I told him, I was like, look, I hate doing this because I don't want to bring, I don't want to be the reason that like a woman, especially a black woman, is like removed from her position. But like, there's some people who, like they shouldn't have that position. To be honest with you, and don't say they got enough people and enough. Uh, interviews and they hired like a company to do like investigation y todo y la sacaron en diciembre okay she was like on a on leave hace unas cuatro semanas they actually like fired her and she's no longer the ed this woman is so damn petty she went ahead and sued the organization which is by the way the organization that she founded she went and sued sued the organization and sued all of the board members on the board, which FYI, every board member on the board used to be her friend because she thought that if she made a board of just people that were friends with her, que nunca la iban a sacar. Pero mira como le quedó la, la cosa. And after she sued them, because she still had access to social medias and their website y todo, she changed all the passwords and she changed the website to now when you go to the website, it redirects to another website que se llama saveblackgirlsco.com. Y en la website dice que they're trying to remove her porque es una mujer de color and this is how like white supremacy works. And I'm like, yes, I agree with you that like we do live in like systems of white supremacy and, and that could affect some women of color and and not getting these roles or trying to be brought down from their higher roles. But al final del día, baby girl, you were a horrible ED. Like the organization was gonna fall, like collapse on itself if you continue to be an ED. Yeah, veces, like when people have power, they get so enamored with the power that they don't see how bad they are for a role. So it, it like, blows my mind that she doesn't understand that like it's better if she's not in that role for the organization as a whole 
but for her is if she's not in that role, then the organization should not exist. So now she's trying to bring down the organization that she founded. And and now the organization is suing her for wrongfully taking social medias and websites. So it's a mess, girl. It is un mess tan grande que I'm so thankful que ya no estoy ahí. Another mess is most recently on Twitter, Kyle was trending from Big Brother. Again, we're going back to Big Brother. So Kyle with three Ks in the in the beginning as a contestant on Big Brother has been saying a lot of problematic shit. So el otro año, como I told you at the beginning, um, an all-black alliance ensured that a black person won Big Brother for the first time in history. So este muchacho, Kyle, que es blanco, claro que es blanco, um, he's trying to get all the people, the people of color and of people of ethnic backgrounds evicted. So they're trying to get them out of the house. So a couple of weeks back, he was trying to talk to the white people in the house to build an all-white alliance. Girl, there's a reason for in Twitter is done is spelling his name with three Ks and B before his name. So Kyle. Porque he's giving that energy, baby girl. And now what was trending was hashtag stop protecting Kion was number one trending in the U.S. El sábado y el domingo. So, baby girl, this girl going to get canceled. He's not going to know what hit him. If you don't watch Big Brother, I'm sorry. I already told you two Big Brother things. Pero otra cosa que pasó esta, esta semana, que I wanted to talk to my first generation people. People are not first generation. You might have that experience, but you know, I might understand this experience. All right, this is the question for my first generation folks. When you talk to your parents who are immigrants here in this country, do they know what you do for a living? Like, do they know where you live, what you do for a living? Porque se me hace que a mi mom siempre se lo olvida. I'd be like, oh, yeah. She'll be like, ¿cómo está el trabajo? I'd be like, oh, it's good, mom. She's like, oye, ¿cómo están los estudiantes? And I'm like, estudiantes? Like, mom, I haven't been a teacher in years. She's like, you're not a teacher? What do you do? And I kid you not, I have explained to her my, what I do for a living for so many times. Entonces... Do your parents know what you do for a living, first-generation folks? Or do you just, like, attach themselves to something random? <laughs> Porque I don't know what to do anymore. Y como decirle, mom, you keep forgetting what the fuck I do for a living, and it is annoying. <laughs> so let me know in the comments if your parents know what you do for a living. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to the most important thing that happened since last episode, and it's Daddy Biden. He gonna forgive some of our loans up in here. I mean, our loans be forgiven. Well, actually, some of them. So last week, the Biden administration said that they would be forgiving $10,000 of people who had student loans and had been paying the student loans before they went on a freeze. Now, there's some important things that you should know. $10,000 is for everybody who still has loans. But if you went to school and got Pell Grants, which most, if not all, first-generation students go to school using Pell Grants, and if you were low-income, you definitely got Pell Grants. If so, then that means you get $20,000 forgiven. 
Now, the administration said that paperwork to fill out will be released as early as October 1st. They're telling people that they should fill out the paperwork as soon as it comes out, but before November 5th. The reason why they're saying this is because it's going to take anywhere between four to six weeks in order for it to like process. And so if you want to be able to get your loans forgiven, that you need to do it before November 5th, because on December 31st is when loan payments start up again. So girl, baby girl, I'm going to tell y'all, when that paperwork comes out, I'm going to give you all the links y todo on my social medias, on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. If you don't follow me, you better start following me at It's Just a Talk on everything. On Instagram, it's at It's Just a Talk underscore because somebody hacked me when I was at like close to 25,000 followers. But you know what? I am mad at y'all. It allowed me to grow. <laughs> y con eso, we're going to go to our next segment of the podcast, our formerly known as our question of the week, pero I wanted to rename it. Did you know? So that's what we're going to call it. <laughs> Welcome to our next segment of the podcast, Did You Know? And this week, we're going to talk about a very controversial, um, what's the word I'm thinking, topic. The question today is, what is allyship? Is it straight artists kissing the same gender on national television? Ooh, I could already tell this one is going to be fire in the comments. So as y'all know, in the 90s, Madonna kissed both Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera on the mouth at the MTV Music Awards. This past MTV, MTV Music Awards, Bad Bunny decided to kiss a male dancer in the lips, and people were calling it allyship. Baby girl, that is not allyship. That is called queer pandering. Now let's talk about what allyship really is. Allyship is uplifting queer voices using your platform. And when these artists you decide to do queer things and they're not specifically queer themselves or have not said that they're queer, then it's not allyship. It's just pandering to the queer community. What allyship would look like is having queer artists or drag queens or trans folks be in your performances and uplift them and highlight them. But what these artists were doing was not allyship. So I know, I'm sorry that I'm talking about your favorite here. And this is not to say that I don't like Benito. I love his music. But baby girl, Benito needs to stop pandering. I'm just saying. Most recently, before this, he was pandering in all of his music videos. In Yo No Perreo Sola, he dressed up as a woman, and people were saying that he was doing drag, which it is drag, I will say that. But baby girl, he easily could have uplifted trans women, uh, queer women. He could have uplifted all types of women que perrean sola without the need of making himself the point of this video, okay? I understand it's his video, but everybody was like, oh my God, 
queer representation. No, baby girl. He has never explicitly said that he's bisexual or pan or queer. The moment that he says that, then yes, that will be allyship and it will be queer representation. But before he says that, then no. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, he shouldn't come out just because we want him to come out. And to them, I say, you're right. That applies to regular people in the world, right? But when you're famous and you have this huge-ass platform, baby, in order for you to actually uplift those voices of queer people, if you yourself are queer, you need to do so. I'm just saying. I know that is controversial, but that is my opinion and my opinion only. Y con eso, I'm going to close this. I'm going to close this book. We closing the book. And we're moving on to the next segment of the podcast, our queer trans BIPOC person of the episode. I'll see you there. Yeah. All right. Welcome to our next segment of the podcast, our queer trans BIPOC person of the episode. We're going to kick it off with trans icon Angelica Ross, who made history by becoming the first trans black woman to be the lead in a Broadway show. She was most recently named the lead of Chicago in Broadway. Never before has a trans woman been the lead of a show. So shout out to Angelica Ross for making it big out here in these streets. And como dije antes, I was not my... Did you know question of the week or of the episode was not meant to say that I don't like Bad Bunny. I actually really like Bad Bunny. I think his music is really great. I think he has done some really great for the Latin some really great things for the Latino community. I think his representation for Puerto Rican folks is really great. I think he has been really, really intentional when he does shows in Puerto Rico and how he's been aiding Puerto Rico as they're going through a lot of gentrification. Pero I can like something or someone, and still be able to criticize them. That's just the way their life is. But right now, we're going to shout them out. Porque Bad Bunny became the very first Latinx artist to win Best Artist at the MTV Music Awards. Never before has this happened, and Bad Bunny went ahead and did it. He's out here winning, y'all. And... Another people, another person that was winning, or at least in my opinion, was winning. I really want to highlight them. This man called Juan Ramos. If you didn't see this on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, or article, I hope somebody shows you this video. This man Juan Juan Ramos in Mexico threw his Chihuahua a whole ass quinceañera, y'all. The Chihuahua had, um, I think the Chihuahua's name is Clara, Clara the Chihuahua. She was wearing a pink. Quinceanera dress, she had chambelanes, she had a waltz, a waltz, a waltz and everything. There was 300 guests that attended this quinceanera for this chihuahua. And when in the interview, somebody interviewed Juan Ramos and asked, why spend all this money on your dog? He said that he was just doing this porque quería, you know, give thanks to his dog for all the time that he has spent with him and all how happy he has made him as a person. 
So I'm going to tell you this right now, y'all. When Coco turns quince, and she's looking at me right now, I'm going to throw her a quinceañera just like Juan Ramos did because that is iconic. That is iconic. <laughs> so Coco is it's about to turn 11. Baby girl, you have about four and a half more years, and then we throw in a party, a big quinceañera. It's going to be a purple dress, though, not a pink dress. Purple dress. <laughs> All right, y'all. And those are our queer trans BIPOC people of the episode. With that, we're going to go over to our next segment of the podcast, Today in the Country. I'll see you there, y'all. Welcome back to our next segment of the podcast, Today in the Country, where we talk about things that are happening in this country before we talk about things que están pasando en el mundo, okay? First off, we're going to go over to Jackson, Mississippi, which is going through some turbulence, y'all. Most recently in Jackson, Mississippi, the governor there declared a state of emergency because due to some failing infrastructure in the state, the water is no longer safe to use or drink. So they are under a boiling water state of emergency, meaning that people need to boil their water in order to use it. Even if it's for cooking, they have to boil it first. As they're trying to fix this infrastructure, the governor is also warning people that if they can, they should leave the city as soon as possible because due to heavy rain and flooding, the river nearest Jackson, Mississippi is going to flood over into the city and cause horrible damage. This is all the remnants of um, global warming, y'all. I'm just telling y'all, if y'all be like, oh my God, it's so hot this summer. Every summer, it feels like it's getting hotter and hotter. Yes, girl, it's called global warming. Por eso está posiendo más caliente. So, bioelectric cars, stop using recyclables, toda la cosa. I don't, I don't know how much, pero yo te estoy diciendo lo que hagas. Another thing that happened, that has been happening in the U.S., and we need to declare it an epidemic as soon as possible, there was more gun violence in the U.S. in the last week and weekend. And I'm sure by the time you hear this, there will be so many more instances of gun violence in our country. Some of the highlights are there was three people killed at a supermarket shooting in Bend, Oregon, which, baby girl, I love Bend, Oregon. I've been telling people that I want to go back to Bend. I really like that place. It's really quiet and peaceful. Yes, it's very European-American, pero the Deschutes River is there. That's where the Deschutes Brewery is at. It's known as, like, has one of the most breweries in the country. It's where the last blockbuster in the world is. I really enjoyed my trip to Bend, Oregon last year when I went to my to, for my birthday. So it's really sad to hear that this happened. Another thing that happened was in Detroit, there was a shooting by a 19-year-old that also killed three people. This hit so close to home. There was a shooting this past week in Oakland, California. It was two students shot each other. A 12-year-old shot a 13-year-old at a school. I'm not going to name the name of the school. 
I know people that work at the school, that teach there. I know the principal at the school really close. So I went ahead and reached out to them, let them know if there was anything that they needed from us, from me, to please let us know. Um, it's crazy. Aside from that, there was also large shootings, shootings reported in New York, Philly, Phoenix, um, Texas, like everywhere. Girl, baby girl, stay safe. This is an epidemic. I am so afraid. I, I love movies and I go to the theater a lot. Yeah, this me da miedo. Because I'm like, okay, I'm alone. Or see, boy, like at a premiere. That also makes me a little scared. Like, I've been, I really want to go watch the Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And I've been thinking about it. I'm like, should I go watch it in the in the premiere? I feel like people are crazy and someone, some um, maniatico is going to try to do something knowing that there's going to be a lot of people of color watching the premiere. But oh, I can't get it in my head. Every time I go somewhere, I need to look at the exit. Where is the exit? What is my exit route? Because baby girl, I'm just trying to stay alive. Not like John Travolta, but like stay alive. Like Jesus resurrected, Okay. <laughs> Because I can't resurrect, but I'm trying to stay alive. Another thing that's trying to stay alive is our trans children in the United States. So most recently, California started working on legislation to make this state, if you didn't know, I'm in California, y'all, to make the state of California a safe haven or a refuge for parents and children of trans kids. So for the, the siblings of trans children and the parents of trans children, if they live in states where their safety is at risk, states like Florida, Texas, the red states, um, then California is writing their re re legislation. I'm sorry, se me trabó la, la lengua. California is writing legislation to be able to bring them to the state as refugees from other states. That shit is crazy, y'all. Because usually it's like refugees from a different country. But the fact that some of our own citizens don't feel safe in this country because of who they are, especially trans kids, girl. But applause for Gavin Newsom for putting this legislation forward to keep trans children and their families safe. With that, we're going to go to our next segment of our podcast, Hoy en el Mundo. I'll see you there, y'all. All right, welcome to the next segment of the podcast, Hoy en el Mundo, where we talk about things that are happening in the world because we're not allowed on this, we're not alone in this world. The United States is not the center of the earth. Because it's not the sun. I always used to tell students, I know I tell this joke a lot, but I used to tell students, I'm sorry, baby girl, is your name the sun? It's not. So you're not the center of the universe, okay? So America is not the center of this world. So we want to talk about things that are happening in the country as well. Most recently, Pakistan is underwater as the monsoon has left more than a thousand people dead and millions of dollars in damage. Also, a third of the country is currently underwater. You have probably seen these TikToks or tweets of like horrible brown looking, just mudslides taking buildings and, and just like super fast running river that's happening in Pakistan because of global warming. 
Another thing that's happening because of global warming is China has seen its worst drought ever. And I know we talked about this last time, but this is something that we need to continue to bring to light. One of China's largest river, the Yangtze, is now almost dry, meaning that people are running out of water to drink as well as just being able to live. The temperatures in China have skyrocketed so high that during the day, temperatures are up to 108 degrees. In la noche, they're up to 80 degrees. So people are not getting a rest at all in China because of global warming. Another thing that is happening that could affect global warming even more is that Ukraine has warned that the nuclear that a nuclear disaster may happen. So one of their biggest power plants in the Ukraine, which is now controlled by Russia, has been failing for the last couple weeks. And they're afraid that there's going to be a nuclear disaster in the country that can not only affect everybody currently living in the country, but it will also affect countries nearby because all that toxic waste will then seep into other countries. So the United Nations has come together in order to send experts to check out the nuclear power plant. So let's cross our fingers that that doesn't happen. And we're also trying to cross our fingers so that Russia is allows the United Nations to actually inspect the power plant. And that is what's happening in the country. And with that, I'm going to go over to my favorite part of the podcast. So I told you some tea, things that are happening. I told you the truth, like newsworthy truth. And now, baby girl, we're going to move over and we're going to talk some shit. I'll see you there, y'all. Welcome to my favorite part of the podcast where we get to talk some shit. Now, there was many people that we could talk shit about this episode. We could have talked shit about the CVS production of Big Brother or Kyle. I know I'm bringing up Big Brother again. I feel like I'm just trying to force y'all to watch Big Brother (laughs) so that we can have something to talk about. I can talk shit about, you know, just random things. But I think the most important thing that we should talk shit about is the GOP hypocrites that have started talking shit and complaining about Biden for giving people student loans. So most recently, a lot of lawmakers went to Twitter and started, or GOP lawmakers, I should say, went to Twitter and started complaining that how dare he use taxpayer money to like forgive people's loans like they they keep thinking that they're forgiving lawyers and doctors loans that is their like talking point they're like oh you're forgiving you're using taxpayer money to forgive doctors and lawyers loans like poor 
hardworking, like middle class Americans have to pay for these people's loans. When in reality, a lot of these loans are held by black and brown people or first generation folks in this country who have the most loans in their like that they owe. So the reason why I said they're hypocrites is because they're really honing in on taxpayer money, right? Pero the White House went and the White the White House went in on that Twitter. On the White House Twitter, they started calling out all these lawmakers by retweeting their complaints and then putting exactly how much money they received as PPP loans during the pandemic and then completely got their loans forgiven. Their loans ranged from $500,000 to almost a million dollars of PPP loans that these GOP lawmakers used and then got forgiven. And that money was taxpayer money that they used to forgive those loans. So the White House Twitter came for them and was calling them hypocrites because it's like, uh, well, you use all this taxpayer money for yourself. So why? Wh- what are you talking about? What are you talking about taxpayer money? All I want to say is I want to give a huge round of applause to the person that runs the Twitter at the White House, which I know it's like a young girl. I can't remember her name right now. I think she's like 24, 25. She used to run the New Jersey State Twitter, and now she runs the White House Twitter, which is pretty fucking awesome. And she came for all of them on Twitter, so applause to her, y'all. I don't have much to talk about, to talk shit about this episode, but I really want to just not talk shit, but bring light to all the people that are complaining about this, not just the GOP lawmakers. A lot of people that were able to pay off their student loans or are close to paying off their student loans um, are complaining that it's not fair to them, that they spent all this money and effort to be able to pay their loans, and now people are getting their loans forgiven. And to them, I say, I understand you. I completely understand where your frustration comes from. But I also want to remind you that if you were able to pay these loans, then you had the privilege and the means to do so. There's a lot of people who have not had the means or privilege to be able to pay these loans. A lot of people know that I was an educator and have been working for nonprofits for a while. And they always say, well, just like get your loans forgiven. It's not that easy either. There's so many um, criteria that I ha- that you have to meet in order to get a loan forgiven as a teacher or loan forgiven as a public servant. And even then, it's not the full amount. I think it's like 10,000 if you taught at the same school in a low income background, in a low income area for 5 years as a credential teacher. And I think for a public servant, I think it's 8 8 to 10 years working in nonprofits. Um, serving certain communities, and I think it's only $10,000 they get forgiven. So it's not even all of it. And those are the people that are getting paid the the least, I mean. So I understand your frustration. But I want to remind you that we need to practice to be being altruistic human beings. If if COVID has shown us anything, is that we as a society do not think about each other. We think about ourselves before thinking about others. There's very little, very a very small percentage of people in this society that actually think about others before we think about ourselves. Because we're not an altruistic society, especially in the United States. 
And so when it comes to this, I beg you to be altruistic and really think about other people's living situations or just situations in general as to why they haven't been able to pay their student loans off. Please try that. Just try to think about others before you think about yourselves. Because if we had a zombie apocalypse and we don't practice being altruistic, I can see so many of y'all lying if you got bit. (laughs) And then turning other people as zombies. (laughs) Because that's something that this pandemic has shown us. That people are going to lie if they got bit in a zombie apocalypse. I'm just saying. And with that, I'm going to move over to my spicy boneless wings. My last boneless wings, spicy though, of the episode. I want to remind y'all that September 3rd, which is on a Saturday, is National Cinema Day. And a bunch of theaters, including my favorite AMC, I am an AMC StubHub's A-list. That's why I have to plug it in there. This is not sponsored, but AMC, if you want to sponsor me, go ahead. Um, is having sales of tickets for for like on that day. Tickets are $3 at AMC and many other theaters, as well as concession discounts on this day only. So for all of you complaining that the theater is way too expensive, go on National Cinema Day and catch a movie. Uh, There's many movies that you can watch. If you want any recommendations, I will let you know what to see and what not to see because I watch at least three movies a week because of an A-list member. Y'all, thank you so much for joining us. I know this episode was a little shorter than usual. I had gotten feedback that the episodes were way too long and way too much information. So I was like, let me condense it and give you what's important here. Once again, thank you so much for joining me and choosing to stay this long and listening to this podcast. My name is Mauricio. I'm your host. This It's Just a Talk podcast. And I am everything I am because the hood loved me. Thank you, y'all. Bye. So, Lodi. So, you